Welcome to episode 27 of the Movie City Maniacs. On tonight's episode, we cover Dario Argento's Inferno from 1980. Welcome to the Movie City Maniacs. I'm Maddie. I'm Kyle. And we're going to be talking about Super Bowl trailers and uh, Inferno. The third film in the Tom Hanks yeah. classic trilogy Written that by Dan Brown. Dan Brown. Uh, this is the uh, film where he uh, fights a volcano and... I he, believe he's a newspaper reporter who worked for the government. Didn't he find secrets the in the Da Vinci... Wasn't it in like, the Road to Something? Road to Perdition? Did we watch this film? <laughs> Of course, we are actually here to talk about Dario Gentile's film from 1980. Maddie totally forgot to introduce our guests, though, so we're going to do that. Fuck uh, yeah. <laughs> Once again, joining us is uh, Adam Bentley. Hey, guys. What's up, buddy? And yeah, we're going to uh, talk the second part of the Three Mothers trilogy. Uh, but before we get into that, yeah, let's just talk about the Super Bowl just passed. I don't know about you guys. I don't even understand football, so I'm not going to talk the score who won. I don't know who played. <laughs> But most excitingly for the Super Bowl for me is Solo? the trailers. Um, well, there I would say there's three trailers that were that I wanted to talk about. Uh, Solo is definitely one. The one, right? Uh, Solo, a Star Wars story. Would you Would you guys think if anyone saw it? I actually did see it. It looks so fucking go- it, dope, it's, right? It's gonna be goat? A, it's gonna be a movie. Dope. I'm pretty sure. The greatest of all time. Yeah, goat. <laughs> really. I, I like it. I looked visually. There was some yeah. cool stuff in there. The my biggest problem is like. You can't replace Harrison Ford as Hansel. I just don't buy it. I think uh, Glover looks great as Lando. I was kind of mm. like, I could see that. Yeah. I did, Harrison Ford, that's too tough a character. So we'll see. I mean, it, I, I feel like Han Solo and Indiana Jones are like those two characters. He's dubbing over, though. Yeah. It's, <laughs> that actually would be amazing if he actually spoke over top of it. <laughs> I, I would probably enjoy that more, mm. even if he sounded like an 80-year-old man. But yeah, I don't know. It looked okay. Um, well, we'll see. I, I'm kind of getting Star Wars fatigue, like I've, what's happened with the Marvel films. You know, yeah. there was a time when I used to be so excited when the next Marvel film hit. Now it's like, oh, there's Black Panther in a couple cool. weeks, and we got Ant Man and like yeah. whatever Infinity War, and I'm kind of getting bored with it. And I'm kind of worried Star Wars is going that way. It seems like we just had a film, which we did. It yeah, was, we did. When was it? December, right? November. Yep, December early. And then December. we got this, and then I don't know when the next. I guess the next part will be next year, but it seems like yeah, we're almost at the point oh, where is this we're like getting a trilogy. One. Or are they just doing is like it, a solo 
Or is it well, a, I'm sure is this it a solo film, or is it like going to be part of a? <laughs> I hope it's a solo yeah, film, but yeah. I could see if it if it yeah. works, they could you know keep on doing yeah. more adventures of young Han Solo. But um, yeah, it, it didn't look bad though. I mean, I was worried about this film mm-hmm. from the beginning. I mean, it's it's had a lot of troubles. You had the directors of the Lego Movie that were kicked off, and Ron Howard jumped in at the last second yeah. and tried to. Uh, the rumors Howard. are they were making a comedy film, and he's going to try to save it. And I don't know. I'm kind of worried it's going to be a mess of film, but. Um, um, we'll see. Disney yeah. seems to be pretty good about. I mean, the, the rumors that Rogue One had a lot of the same issues, and yeah. they pulled that off. So, we'll see. Uh, so, what was the other two? For me, the biggest trailer of the Super Bowl, not just because it was my boy Tom Cruise, <laughs> but even I've showed this to people that don't haven't even seen the Mission Impossible films, and they're like, "I want to see this movie." <laughs> this is one of the best put together trailers I've seen in a long time. Uh, Christopher McQuarrie is back again. Oh, um, who of course did the Rogue Nation. It's one of those things where, on one hand, I'm kind of disappointed because. The Mission Possible franchise was always cool in the sense that every movie you got a new director with their own yes, twist style. on it. The first one was like more of a thriller with Brian yeah. De Palma. And then, you know, we went John, John Woo, Woo, crazy slow motion action. You had J.J. Abrams in there. You had um, uh, Brad Bird. And McQuarrie's uh, had, had that accident, though, so he doesn't remember like the last 10 years. <laughs> so it's like a whole he's never movie. done one. They just they needed to give it. He was like, I didn't make that other movie. <laughs> of course you didn't. Right this way, sir. <laughs> but yeah, I, I was worried about that and then I saw the trailer and it's like this looks fucking fantastic yeah. I don't know who the cinematographer is I have to look it up but it looks fantastic that shot with the blood dripping I'm pretty sure it's Randy Quaid and- <laughs> his big comeback oh god um, but no th- this movie it looks fantastic the action scenes look great uh, you got Henry Cavill Tom Superman is, <laughs> is in there really buff with a mustache <laughs> the reason why Superman was ruined in Justice League because uh, he, he had the mustache in this um, but, I haven't uh, seen that movie yet but I've seen that scene and it's pretty damn good <laughs> yeah well you know I, I think he made the right choice to stick with the mustache in this. I think this is going to be the better film they haven't revealed what the craziest stunt in this film is yet but you do see him hanging off a helicopter, going straight down with a helicopter, which I'm sure he actually did. Yeah. There's a scene of him climbing some rocks, and there's another one where he was... What was the other one? I don't know. There was another crazy stunt in there. Oh, the one where he jumped like 30 feet across, which I don't know how anyone could do that. <laughs> that's, Tom Cruise can do anything. That's the scene where he actually broke his ankle and they kept the scene in the film. So, oh, did they? Uh, yeah. Awesome. You, you can see it hit. He doesn't have, he, like, it's a prosthetic now. Oh, yeah. it's like, like a, his foot. Good for him. He becomes like the Terminator in this. But yeah, that to me, that was the best trailer of the night in what's for the, a while. What's the third one? The third one I wanted to talk about was Skyscraper. I didn't see this Because it's no. the complete opposite end of the spectrum. <laughs> so The Rock... Oh, amazing. I like to bitch about The Rock all the time. Because mm-hmm. he does these kind of fun, entertaining movies that you... He hasn't... They're, they're kind of movies you're like, ah, oh, that was cool, you know, yeah. I'll probably never watch it again. Gonna go see Rampage or what? But he is the highest paid actor in Hollywood. <laughs> doesn't, and like, He's a wrestler that hasn't done a great movie and he's the highest paid actor. That Jumanji, did you guys see the trailer for Jumanji? Oh, yeah. Any interest in that? No. no. I thought it looked awful. No. It has almost made a billion dollars. It's, yeah. it's one of the biggest movies of 2017. I am not surprised. Whatever this guy does, like, yeah. so you watch this trailer and you're like, this looks awful and I know it's going to make a billion dollars. Yeah. Why? Here's the question. <laughs> So we, I, I've seen a bunch of of The Rock, the Dwayne Johnson movies, and he is one of the most like affable, charming, just 
he's he is charismatic. In oh, exactly. Every scene. He's a very likable guy. Why don't you give him a, a really good movie? Good movie? <laughs> oh, exactly. Like that's the thing. I get it. everyone's like, yeah, but he's so charming. He's such a nice guy. I get that. He's not, turning C minuses into like yeah, C pluses yeah. all yeah. the time. <laughs> and they're all profitable. Like they're all. Oh yeah. Pretty, yeah. Like but I'm, I'm I enjoy them. They're all, all but... middle of the road. That's why they make so much money. Is because... yeah. That one with him and Kevin Hart, where yeah. I yeah. can't remember anything about yeah. it other than like. Kevin I didn't hate my time. <laughs> like, what's the best rock film you can think of? <laughs> Walking Tall. <laughs> that's what I mean. Like, come on. That's that's not even like a. That's like a C action film. <laughs> Maybe Be Cool. Uh, I'm trying to think. Like, I can't think. Be of Cool is not that. No, good. no, it's not. <laughs> I can't think of a great. But either way, so this movie yeah. is. Uh, there's a. He's a security guard at this skyscraper. It's the largest building. It's all future tech, and uh, there's a fire breaks out, and his wife's trapped there. He also happens to have a prosthetic leg, <laughs> and uh, it looked like like die hard, but he's using his prosthetic leg to like break windows like a and Swiss shit. Army leg, like he has. Like, <laughs> I thought you were going to be saying, but he's also a prostitute. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That would be interesting. No, and there's like a scene he's running. <laughs> you could smell what the Ross cooking, but it's going to cost you an extra five bucks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, I don't know. I saw this trailer. I'm just like, this, is, this looks bad. But uh, yeah. But you're still going to see it. Uh, it's one of those things I will complain and then I'll pick it up on Boxing for $5. <laughs> and I'll watch and I'll be entertained and I'll be like, yeah, I still don't understand why this guy's paid so much damn money. Was he in the He makes so goddamn furious? much money. Yeah. yeah, he's in the new yeah. He's in the last couple, yeah. yeah. I've only ever seen a half an hour of the first one. Yeah. I've seen the first two, and I, they weren't great. But I, I did hear from, like, part four on, they get better. Because I know Kurt Russell's in one of them. So I'm kind of like, I'm going to watch them now, eventually. Yeah. yeah, I have heard, like, I think five is supposed to be the pinnacle yeah. of the series. Because I heard they, they become more, like, heist films than, like, yeah. ridiculous heist films than, like, street racing films, which doesn't interest me. Yeah, so. you got rid of your... Sp- you're the that car with your custom spoiler. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So you it's know. Cobra Commander used to call it. <laughs> Can't do that shit now that I you know I got a family. But um, yeah. Anyways, I, I think I mean there's other trailers. There's uh, Infinity War. Yeah. Just a little bit in Jurassic Park. Yeah. It's frightening in the dark. All the dinosaurs are running wild. Is it a weird owl? <laughs> yeah, I bring that up. I, I have that song stuck in my head. Never MacArthur Park. Always, always Jurassic Park. Park. It's funny, Weird Al. I'd bring up Weird Al. I just watched uh, Captain Underpants. I guess he did the the, the voice and still the end song because I, I didn't know if he was still making music, but uh, yeah, he's still going. Same band, awesome. still he's going always, strong. He's always had since they, That's they started. Kind of charming, actually. It that, is like the same dudes. Oh, the big reveal, the uh, Cloverfield. Oh, dude, what is it? Cloverfield paradox. Yeah. So this was a huge event because what they did is they announced, everyone kind of knew there was a third film coming, rumored to be called The God Particle. We talked about it on our last, or sorry, our upcoming films of 2018 episode. Uh, we were both excited for it. Um, we knew it was coming, and then the rumor was that Netflix may possibly be buying out. Paramount was getting cold feet, mm-hmm. probably because Life from last year was released, didn't do well. So they sold it. But the big reveal, they, they released the teaser trailer, and then at the end of the teaser trailer, so by the way, you can watch this movie in a couple in hours four on Netflix. hours after Super Bowl Sunday. Which Check is like out. a huge, big event, first so, of its kind. This is crazy. So uh, 10 Cloverfield Lane comes out, and people are like, it's coming out in a, what, a month, a week? Like mm-hmm. there was no- Well, J.J. Abrams is yeah. the king of secrecy. Dude, and then like uh, this movie's like, it's coming out in four hours. Like the fourth movie, it's just gonna be like a guy like coming to your house and giving. Wasn't yeah. even wasn't it like it's available now? Wasn't that? The oh, movie? it was after the the game yeah. was the game. available. Yeah. yeah, but I I don't know. I'm of two minds of this because mm-hmm. one, it's like ah, oh, that's great. I get to watch this movie in a couple hours yeah. when I just saw the 
trailer. How cool is that? The other thing is, though, it's like Netflix, they've killed the DVD, the physical media market. Now they're going after theaters. It's going to get to the point where like people are going to get used to that and be like, well, I don't want to go pay 20 bucks to see a movie yeah. in theaters. Like, is, is this well, the. F- that's pretty much where we're at right now. Like, yeah, but there's something like there's certain movies, especially a big yeah. movie like this, I want to see in theaters. Yeah. I thought I thought I thought of that when I was watching Shape of Water on Sunday and kind of going, I'm so glad I saw this here. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, there's certain there's some movies. I mean, I don't get. I get like you want to see an India drama comedy. Even mm-hmm. I'm fine. Release that right on Netflix. I don't need to see that on a big screen. I don't need to see it with a crowd of people with big picture, big sound. I know these days people are getting the 4K TVs. The comedies are the best, though. Oh yeah, actually, yeah, yeah those are pretty good to see yeah. with a, an audience, and even horror films as well. Like, yep. There's something I'm going to see with an, an audience, and you know the crowd's really getting into it. Because when I watch horror film, I'm not afraid of stuff, but I love going to a movie and you have people like, oh yeah. shit, shit, yeah. don't open like that. Adds <laughs> excitement. And just like I thought the other day, I was like, I gotta find out where Phantom Thread is playing because it's shot. It'll be gorgeous. Like the cinematography will be unbelievable. Every shot will be meticulous. Yeah, and you'll get to watch. You you know, there is so much you get at a theater that. Yeah. You don't, don't get, get even with a great system. Well, I'm watching um, currently in the middle, and again, we'll talk about this on our best of the year. But what's what's the Gore Verbinski film? Uh, Cure, Cure, Cure for, for wellness. wellness. Cure for Wellness, and it's like well, I haven't decided if it's a great film or not. But visually, it's like I wish I saw this in theaters, just yeah, because visually, great. even if the movie again, I'm halfway through it, I don't know where it's going. If it ends up sucking, I think as a visual experience, that still would have been great yeah. to see in theaters. Like it's a beautiful, one of the best looking films I've seen in a long time. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's just I'm I'm afraid of this Netflix and people becoming comfortable. Like I know yeah. that's the future to a point, but like and here's the other thing for someone like me that collects physical media, Netflix rarely. I mean, there's been a couple occasions they don't release their stuff on Blu-ray. Mostly yeah. their shows. Yeah, yeah, they, exactly. They release some shows and they've released some bare bones, like all their Marvel shows. You thought in Stranger Things, these shows are huge. You think buying them on Blu-ray, you're paying forty bucks, thirty bucks, you're going to get all these collectors? Nothing. They don't give you nothing. nothing. Eh? Netflix does not do extras, which is sucks for me because I love for certain mm. films. You know, I like deleted scenes. I want to see, you know, some of the cool gag reels. Yeah, yeah exactly. But and and for this, like, I own Cloverfield. I own Cloverfield Lane, the second film. Now I can't own the third film on Blu-ray. What, yeah. like, what the fuck? Like, I don't know. It's it'll it's, be it it, sucks. it'll be interesting if. That will grow, though, because there is a market. You know, we were talking about Suspiria last week, mm. and they made those limited edition, however many copies. They still would have made hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yeah. That company yeah. on that re-release. Well, yeah, they did. Re- they sold yeah. up to six thousand. Now the re-release is out for pre-order. So, so even at six thousand, yeah, you're, you're making hundreds of thousands yeah. of dollars. Netflix will get wise to that eventually. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. knowing there's the well, exactly the market. See, I. I don't know. I kind of worry, like, from what I heard, I've, I've heard people that directors, like, on other podcasts that did fil- get films on, and it seems like Netflix doesn't even care what reviews the films get. No, they, they don't. don't even it's care. It's all their statistics. It's all about, exactly, it's all about, they want a catalog saying, we have these 200 films you can only watch here. If they start releasing on Blu-ray, yeah, they'll get thousands of dollars, but again, this is a company that is this dropping. This will be, like, five years down yeah line, maybe when yeah. people don't care as much because eventually they're gonna have such a stockpile of movies yeah yeah like they're how much are they spending in the canadian film market it's like 500 uh, it's, it's insane million Crazy. or something it's insane but i don't know again it's definitely cool but and i, they, I don't know how i keeping, feel about it like i will say this too they are keeping like that indie spirit alive there's a lot of things even a, a show like end of the fucking world which is 
it probably would have been a movie. I don't know if you guys yeah. have heard about this. Yeah, yeah. Unbelievable show. It could easily have been a movie, but no one would have picked it up. Barely anybody would have got to see that. Mm-hmm. But because of the change in format, like that's one of the best things I've watched well, all year. Is it good? It doesn't matter if it's... I, I think Netflix is great for shows. Their movies, uh, I don't know how well their batting average is for me. I mean, even their big ones, like Bright, like I haven't seen it, but I didn't hear great things. Even this Cloverfield Paradox, the reviews have been abysmal Not been for it. Yeah. But their stuff, I mean, I really enjoyed Hush. There's some other films possibly my 2017 list I don't want to spoil that I enjoyed but they've definitely been doing okay but I, I don't know like I feel like their movie batting average is it's much super lower low. whereas their TVs it seems like they're more successful but you're right though like from what I've heard and you can tell looking at these films these are films and I think that's why everyone likes going to Netflix it's like we've decided on we're going to give you this budget you take it and do your thing. We're not going to interfere. And that, that's yeah. what I've heard. They don't really interfere. They might like tiny little suggestions, but it's not. And you look at something like Warner Brothers and Suicide Squad yeah, and Batman vs. Superman. Me, right? It's like they gave them this money. They signed off on the script. But then when it came to releasing that movies in theaters, well, sure, but you have to cut out this 40 minutes. And then you get this butchered movie. Yeah. And then, you know, it gets terrible reviews. And then they blame the director for that. And it's like, you can't sign yeah. up on a two and a half hour movie and make me cut out 40 minutes of movie yeah. you know what I mean like you can't do that like yeah. so and try to make sense of it so I I, def- I do give and, them credit that and you, you're on to a point though here the movies that are going to be in theaters that are going to survive are going to be the fucking Jumanji's yeah and, 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 and thing of that but that's deal. what I thought but then Cloverfield Paradox a pretty big movie I mean both Cloverfields have done really well in theaters they've both made a nice profit I think they were worried because it's just sci-fi but mm. I still think I, people would have went and saw it just because it's the third film so I don't know but there's often diminishing returns now too too, and and they've just gone through a year where the studios have beat up pretty bad. Have they been? Well, this yeah, is, they've been really. Again, they release yeah. so much shit. Yeah. I, I wonder if the yeah. whole Spielberg thing is going to happen, where it's like people are going to get sick of that and they're going to go back to like not necessarily smaller budget films, but the sixty million dollar films yeah. as opposed to the hundred and fifty two hundred million dollars. Those films. are usually the like the better ones. Yeah. Some of the ten pole ones are, are are great, but most of the, my favorite movies of the year will be in that yeah. mid range. Yeah. Those are the films I like seeing in theaters because I want to see the big explosions on the yeah. screen. But yeah, usually, you know, it, it seems like as I get older, my list. You you know, you looked at it 10 years ago, every movie was probably a blockbuster. Now it's like it gets slimmer and slimmer because, yeah. you know, again, I enjoy all those films, but I, you know, once you've seen one, it seems like you've kind of seen them all. That, but, I think that's the other thing is as you watch movies over the year, you pick up on trends and you realize, you know, there isn't a lot of personality in a lot of those movies. And the main reason is what you were getting at earlier the studios. They're going to kill personality. Yeah. Like personality for them is what is going to make the movie not appeal to everybody in America. Yeah. yeah. And and everybody in in the the Asian market. Well, so. I, I think too. Uh, the other thing is, I mean, marketing has got out of control. I mean, now you spend as much, if not more. I remember Kevin Smith saying, like, they spent more marketing his film than it cost him to make, like Clerks Two or whatever. And even you look at these films, yeah, they cost 150 million to make, but they spend another 100 million marketing. So then that all comes into their cost. Whereas Netflix, I mean, yeah, in this case, they did spend the money on the Super Bowl trailer, but most of the time they just throw that up there, and it's like. People are going to watch yeah. it because they're flicking for anything new. So they don't really have to spend crazy amounts of marketing. So they, again, they can get away with like, you know what? This weird film, Akcha, no yeah. no mainstream audience is going to see this. But, you know, what? I'll throw it on Netflix and someone will watch it. And it's like, it's cool little films like that that like, 
Yeah, you would never see, if you saw in theaters, it would be in a small art house theater. Like, it's not going to play. That's not a mainstream film. So mm-hmm. I, I do, I give them credit as much as I like to shit on Netflix and as much as I'm kind of worried about the way they're affecting the, the whole movie industry. I mean, they do, there is some good that has come out of them for sure. But um, yeah, I don't know. I'm just, I'm, I'm afraid that people are going to get too comfortable. I mean, that's what happens. Music, once people had it for free, they never wanted to go back to paying it. Movies are already going now to streaming. They are, they are, now they're going to streaming, which is actually paying, paying for, for it. Yeah, in a different way. Paying it for it constantly, I guess, on a monthly fee. It, well, it, it's the first uptick in And vinyl, years. which vinyl is a lot more expensive yeah. per album than CDs, aren't they? Uh, yeah, but the manufacturing cost. What they made in the 90s was stupid. They were they could mass manufacture CDs for like... 10 cents? Basically. Yeah. And, well, and vinyls, and they were selling the whole 20. package. I mean, yeah. it costs a lot of money to make vinyl records yeah. and just yeah. ship them. And Yeah, I wanted to get into vinyl, but I'm not going to get into that. That's a dangerous <laughs> path dangerous. I don't want to yeah, go down. Um, anyways, we've been uh, chatting long enough. Do you guys have anything else to talk about, or should we just jump into why we're here? Jump into the uh, the... Ballroom filled with water. Yes, sir. <laughs> oh boy. Okay, here we're gonna throw up. Uh, here's the trailer for Inferno from 1980. I do not know what price I shall have to pay for breaking what we alchemists call silentium. <laughs> the life experiences of our colleagues should warn us not to upset laymen by imposing our knowledge upon them. There are mysterious parts in that book, but the only true mystery is that our very lives are governed by dead people. There were three mothers, the same as there were three fates and three furies. Man has always mistakenly called them by one terrifying name. I'm afraid. I'm afraid to be left alone. Carla? My sister. Where is my sister? being watched and at times I think I actually feel a presence as if someone were in the room with me who lives in this damned house someone who is waiting but who you are being watched 
story concerns a young man's investigation into the disappearance of his sister, who had been living in a New York City apartment building that also served as a home for a powerful centuries-old witch. Of course, we are talking about Inferno from 1980. Uh, Dario Argento's, uh, you could say masterpiece, semi-masterpiece? Yeah. Uh, we'll see what your guys' opinions yeah. on it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I actually mentioned on the last episode that uh, last time I watched this, I enjoyed it as much as Suspiria. Um, I, I will say this time, yeah, um, not not so much. Like, well, <laughs> again, it was a, a great movie, but it's a step down from Suspiria. Like, well, yeah, a couple steps down. Yeah, like Suspiria. Yeah, like this was highly entertaining. Yeah. We're, well, I know we're skipping ahead. Yeah, but yeah, it's no Suspiria. Especially yeah. after after watching Suspiria yeah. here after we filmed the last episode, we we all sat around and we watched the 4K, yeah, some of the best scenes, and it is unbelievable how this yeah. one. And I had a great DVD special edition. Anchor copy Bay, of this. yeah, the the yeah. double disc set. It, it's a great. Or the Anchor Bay was triple disc because I came with the CD, but. Wait. Yeah, I, I, I did show them after the recording. I had to uh, pull up my penis and show them my Suspiria Blu-ray. To uh, it looked gorgeous, like absolutely gorgeous. And one again, of the it, best things I've ever yeah. witnessed. It's great because I don't feel like I'm bragging and being like, "Haha, you guys can't get this because yeah. it's sold out and it's seventy dollars." Because they are releasing it, you can already pre-order it on Amazon for like twenty-five bucks. So, if you're a fan of the film, there's no reason you should not own. It. I think it comes with everything. You lose like the booklet, the steelbook, and the CD. But yeah. other than that, you get the, the both. I, uh, I can't the imagine discs. Inferno having the same leap in quality. I, as I don't Suspiria. think it would. Well, I don't think they would ever spend that much money yeah. and time on Inferno, unfortunately. But yeah. Inferno is a film that, like, I remember the first time I watched. I think I watched it after Suspiria as well, and I was. Came away underwhelmed. But over the years, again, it's one of those films where I, I throw in with low expectations. I always tend to really enjoy it. The last time, I really, really dug it. Um, this time, I, I was tired, so I should throw that out there. But I definitely, I, it doesn't know it's not on the same level as Spirit. I, I feel like it's close. It does a lot of things very well, but it seems like a B-level Suspiria. It seems like it's always trying to reach that yeah. Suspiria level, but falling a little short like, in every uh, level. The scene with the cats is so odd. Like They're trying yeah. to replicate that scene, I guess, with the bats. The dogs. The dogs. dogs like, yeah. They just didn't quite have the same... And, and it's uh, scene for scene. Like I, I will say this. Mm-hmm. I thought about the movie quite a bit after the fact. I, I think the plot... Later. I do like the idea of like the plot getting a bit more fleshed out. But uh, overall, like the it's, score didn't have the same. Uh, the, the, the Keith factor. Emerson score is yeah. nowhere near. near and occasionally, Goblin, yeah. the main theme is really nice in it. Yeah. Um, but some of the schmaltzy. It's weird, right? Doesn't fit. It's like I think he he uh, Argento asked him to do like some of that surreal opera. Yeah, the, score that they redid. It, it, well, I actually I like that one scene where they're playing they're playing Vivaldi. Okay, yeah. And that sets a great tension because yeah. it's it's an amazing piece of music. Mm-hmm. That's the best music in the whole yeah. film for me. I, I love... Uh, dun, 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 <laughs> so spirit. Yeah. That's pretty good. Oh, actually. man, when that comes on near the end, I'm fucking yes, man. I was totally like fist pumping. <laughs> and then when I came out the end, it's weird because I totally remember this movie opening a different way. So the movie opens up, she's reading the Three Mothers book and then you get the stinger and then she goes back to reading. Yeah. I always saw it it went like the three mothers and it told the story and then the score came on and there was like fire and the score just came out the credits. That's how I've always remembered this movie opening and it's not. Yeah. Like I was like, is this a different That would have been a lot cooler. But yeah, I I totally agree. That's a huge, huge uh, 
I, I really think it hurts this film. It's not a terrible score, but it always feels like this would have been better with it, a goblin yeah. score. Yeah, like all the proggy moments are where I really it, have the, dries a bit. Yeah, it, I don't know. I'm also and, not a Emerson Palmer fan, so that's yeah, I'm just happened. I'm really curious. Like all I could find was Argento to said he wanted a different sort of score, a that, more delicate yeah. one, but like. I, I really am curious why he didn't, because he had gone with Goblin, you know, he had several about, times he before. He wanted to do something like an opera, which I guess he eventually got to actually just do. Yeah. But um, yeah, like it, it does feel like everything's a little bit of a step down, even though like that opening scene where she's in the underwater. I think that that scene, scene yeah is makes this movie. Like I um, think it's one of the best scenes. It yeah. is like and it, everything after that scene is I won't say downhill, but it. Nothing lives up to that amazing it's underwater scene. It's very scattered. Scene. Like, you, you mm-hmm. set this up, but then you set up this character, and then you go away. And okay, you go away, and that scene, when they're listening yeah. to the music, and the woman's got the cat with her, that's, that's also cool. a cool scene. Which, do you guys know who that one with the cat is? Is that his uh, daughter? No, it's a preview of the Mother of Tears, even though that's not who plays it yeah. in the movie, but that's supposed to be the Mother that's of Tears. Right. Is what I Because she's supposed to be the most beautiful. Yeah, because he's in Rome. That's where the uh, the third film yeah, does take place. Sense. The first spear was Germany, mm-hmm. and uh, this one is New York. Now. So, it, yeah, like there's, again, a lot of great elements, but it does feel discombobulated. Like the flow of the movie is all over yeah. the place. Yeah, I, I find like it starts really strong. I love the scene underwater. Then I love the scene um, with uh, the lead character, his, I guess... So, we're, we should kind of mention the basic yes. plot. So the main character's sister, Rose, is in New York. She's investigating. She's got this Three Mothers book, and she's investigating the history because she knows there's been a lot of deaths in her apartment building and around that area. She's investigating it. She sends her brother a letter with which he's found. He's a college student back in uh, Rome, and he's opened the letter, gets distracted, leaves it there. His friend finds this letter. It is a little bit off the place. Yeah. And then she like reads it and gets all into it and starts investigating and then gets murdered. And then he has to Also, out- some great scenes. Like when she's in that library. Oh, that's yeah. so cool. So cool. And Sarah. Yeah. Sarah. Yeah, I think that library scene's fantastic. Yeah. One thing I really noticed, and I forgot to mention it in Spirit, maybe I did, but one thing I love that Argento does, and you see this in a lot of his films, like Deep Red as well, Crystal Plumage, he's I love those moments where it's just like silence and it's very quiet. Oh, yeah. You hear kind of little noises, little things, but it just like it makes like you this the hairs yeah. on the back of your neck kind of like stand up and you're Build waiting. anticipation. Exactly. It, it just adds tension. I, I love that. And that that library scene is fantastic. Um it's almost like the soothing relaxing but then like ready to jump yeah. any second kind of thing but yeah the scene in the library is fantastic but anyway so she gets killed and then he's going also to, a great scene yeah oh, yeah, yeah that scene is amazing and then he is going to rome to investigate he can't get a hold of his sister and he's trying to figure out what happened to her and then we get into more investigation of the the witches up until this point i was like maybe kyle is right like you know, it's kind of weird in the pacing, but yeah. every scene in and this the, movie has been unbelievable so yeah. far. And the colors are they're different. You're not getting the reds and whatnot, but, but you're getting still, purples yeah. and and pinks and like greens. Green, and greens. It, it looks, it's it's like I love the look of yeah. this film. It's still it not again not as visually appealing. The architecture and stuff isn't as exciting yeah. as uh, as Suspiria, but it's still got a really cool atmosphere to yeah, it. Yeah, that is the one. The sense of place is always uh, until the end of the film where you kind of get it it opens up for you 
but you're not as invested in, in yeah. that world no. by that point. Well, I think one of the main one of the main issues is it's missing the Jessica Harper. I mean, yeah. you have instead of having a one character to follow, we have three, and it kind of pulls. I, I don't know if I'm pulling a, a spoiler four. here. Four really. Who am I missing? So there's. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, Nic- Nicolotti, Daria Nic- Nicolotti, um, our gentle's wife in there. But yeah, it it, it kind of pulls a cycle several times where you never know who. I was is hoping the it was going to switch to her because she was really interesting. This kind yeah. of sickly woman that might be be getting poisoned yeah. from mm-hmm. from her caretaker, and then. That's a scene that like they set her up really well. Yeah. They give us this character. It was like, oh, okay. This is almost like Psycho yeah. where you yeah. chop everyone off at the beginning and then you give us this new character, character that we're going to follow. And I think getting rid of her is the biggest mistake of the whole yeah. film. Well, and it's kind of a shame too because she was supposed to be the lead in Spirit. Then she got you know, thrown to the side to a different character. Then she got sick and then we get her in this film, which she doesn't much do. Mind you. She did get to uh, star in Deep Red, so yeah. and a couple other films, I believe. So, uh, but yeah, no, I agree. I, I think that hurts it, though. And it's not that any of the characters are bad; they're all fine. But there's something about following one character through a full film as opposed to just throwing. It, you know, it does around. also just feel like we're being thrown. Okay, now yeah, you're gonna yeah. have yeah. to follow this person, and we're gonna do stuff to him. And, oh, now we're gonna follow this person. Yeah. Like they could have gone with the brother coming over to. Yeah. And they became a team or something, but it just again we're we're nitpicking on this film, what which I actually think is quite good. Yeah, but it could have been great, and maybe we talked uh, briefly off uh, off mic off mic. Yes, about how he was sick during this, and that he hates this film actually personally because yeah. of the experience he had, had hepatitis. Yeah. Oh, did he? Mario Bava actually. He he already had, he called Mario Bava to help him already with a couple things. Set up some mm-hmm. crazy angled shots and whatnot. He was doing some of the backgrounds, uh, I believe. But he, he ended up mad of the building. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he he took over a large part of Porsche. I, I remember. Oh. I think it's one of the actresses. Was it the lead actress? One of the actresses though said like all her scenes were directed by Bava. Oh, crazy! And then someone else did the underwater scene that wasn't any of those two. The other cool thing it was is, the sun. Wasn't it? No, he didn't. Oh, no. right. Lamberto yeah. Bava was the assistant director, but he didn't. It was someone else that did the underwater scene. I forget. As cinematographer, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah, it definitely seems like, and, and you kind of get that. Maybe that why it is uh, so disjointed. But like, he was there, I guess, the whole time yeah. on his back. Yeah. <laughs> like during crazy. the whole, but he wasn't like, so he was still directing. But. And it was Mario Bava actually said that he did less than he's been given credit for because. Argento was always on set. Yeah, always. Yeah. He was calling the Ma- shots. Maybe similar to, I don't know if, uh, Prairie Home Companion, was that the, what it's called, Prairie Home? It's uh, Altman's the, final film. I'm not too sure. Uh, anyways, it was P.T. Anderson basically directed it. Okay. But Altman was always there. It was all of his direction, but P.T. Anderson, he, I guess he wasn't, uh, uh, Altman wasn't that mobile. So it, it's, it's a similar situation where who actually is, responsible for a lot of these yeah. things in the, those cases. If someone's just telling you what to do, but who's doing all the problem solving? And it yeah. sounds like Argento was this person yeah. still doing that. And we, we should admit, it's not like Mario Bava. I mean, some would argue, many would probably argue that he's a better director. I mean, he's you look at his catalog yeah. and it's equal if, you know, you could argue superior, uh, superior to Argento's catalog. So it's not like it was just some second-rate director. I mean, both, I, and even his son, Lombardo Bava, it's even a, a decent, you know, more of like a an exploitive kind of director 
But um, yeah. yeah, he's a little bit schlocky. But. Yeah, but yeah, I I do agree though what you're mentioning. Like I would say the like I I was with you the first like 20 minutes or so after the library after that kill I found it kind of like in the middle there it kind of slogged for a bit and I was like ah oh, maybe this is like I was kind of getting tired. It took me a couple, two nights I think to get through this, but then I think it does pick up again once I think once the brother starts doing his investigation, yes. it gets going in. But there's this whole there's a scene where there's um a bookshop keeper and that's where the the woman got the um his sister yeah. got the book from and there's this whole side plot with him and there's a middle thing with him and he has these cats are constantly yeah. in his bookstore that he's like beating like there's Grinding a cats. there's scenes too that are kind yeah. of like i know it's fake but it's kind of makes me feel uncomfortable where he's like grabs the head of the cat and slams against the table i think that was like kind of the uk yeah. versions but there's some really brutal stuff and then you get this whole like scene where he bags them all and he's gonna murder all this <laughs> yeah like, like there's this whole side plot that you don't really need again i get yeah. it's full to be that like people are getting knocked off by this powerful witch anyone that is like interfering and he's the one lending out the books or whatever but I, that was I, a I weird felt like death, it really right? slowed down the film a, we- a weird death like why is the hot dog dude is he possessed it is uh, supposed to be what I actually never noticed he is supposed to be possessed which I, I got that yeah. out of it yeah so that he's walking on water yeah yeah he does walk on water which yeah. I didn't even catch I always thought it was just supposed to be like it was like a low, yeah a low yeah. creek it, it's not a great scene no mm-hmm. the, well it, the hack is pretty brutal like yeah I will say that that's the one thing, another thing, like the kills are just not as inventive or interesting in this film. I thought the window cell kill is pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, I was just about to say that. The window well, cell yeah, guillotine yeah. is amazing. That's the best kill in the yeah. movie, and I think that's really the only standout because yeah. it, it's just brutal. Yeah, he's bringing the window cell down our neck, but it like it doesn't. It's not It working. doesn't, yeah, so he has to keep on doing it. Yeah. Um, but I found the rest of the kills are just not that exciting. I mean, they're mm-hmm. brutal. I mean, yeah, you have that one where he, the guy's getting the axe to the back of the neck several times. Mm-hmm. There's the scene where the girl gets stabbed like repeatedly. Like It's not just like <laughs> two I mean, I could see how people think yeah. he's misogynist with the kills <laughs> they're very brutal in that sense but again none of them like you look at the kills in Suspiria and like each one is memorable it's yeah. it's different than anything you've seen before this one it was like this guy gets stabbed in this way this one gets stabbed in this way like I felt it was kind I of think that, I, and I think the ones they're trying to do that with the cats there's a big yeah. uh, cat that was scene. weird and then there's the rat scene yeah, yeah that's the same guy right the guy was drowning the cats yeah attacked by rats yeah then he gets killed by yeah but yeah, like there's a lot of cool, t- like the the rat scene mm. technically is is yeah. pretty impressive, but they set up the antique owner as something special, and just to have him as a cat killer, like yeah, yeah. it's weird, right? Get That's, lost. I, I feel like yeah, I feel like that really slowed the film down in the middle there, and like again, once it gets back, I, I find like I don't know, I was my favorite parts of these films and uh, Argento's Jellos as well. Or it's just the investigating when you yeah. go into that quiet room and you're just following this character around for five minutes as they're trying to figure yeah. out. I mean, the scene where the, the, the brother's in the, in the apartment and he's trying to figure out the clue of what he read in the book. And so yeah. he's walking and he's trying to figure like I, I all that stuff is great. Beneath your feet. Um, but yeah, exactly. It's like the, it's the stuff, the middle stuff that, has yeah. nothing to do with anything that I, I don't really think is And necessary. like, again, Suspiria's plot is almost nothing except everything still leads you back to the same place. You yeah. get a sense of where you are. You yeah. get a sense of what they're all dealing with. Even if it's nonsense, it's yeah. educated nonsense. Yeah. Where this movie is just occasionally nonsense. And, and that's the difference. That's the difference from a very good film or, or you know, a good film to a great yeah. you know masterpiece so that was the big thing for me yeah no yeah I I, I agree I mean yeah the, the whole time I again I had 
I enjoyed it. I just felt like uh, it was kind of like I, if I'm going to watch Suspiria, this I'd choose Suspiria yeah, every that's... time. But like, it's one of those things where I feel like I had seen this but didn't remember anything. Even the underground like water scene, because that's, that's memorable, right? Well, yeah, I, th- I think. Well, when that started, I was like, I know the dead bodies are going to come up. Yeah, like, yeah, I, yeah. I, I've seen this. That scene felt like it reminded me of the scene in Jaws. I was about to say where like the body pops yeah. up and the strings. Yeah. Um, did you guys catch um, the two characters from Spira? You had um, was it the taxi driver? The taxi driver was the same that one. Was, from, uh, uh, oh, interesting. I didn't. And the other one. It's the the woman that's yeah Miss Tanner from Suspiria, um, but she's not Miss Tanner. Is no, she, she's it, the nurse, the caretaker. She's the caretaker. Yeah, it's it's the uh, Alita Alita v- Valley? Valley Valley. Yeah, that's the one giving the guy a hard time. Like music. Huh, what are you gonna do with that? No, that no, one. No, that was the, that's the witch. Yeah, I could be wrong too, but I swear some of the sets were reused from Spear. There's a couple oh, like maybe. inside that like the architecture and the cut. Like there's a one that had a red room and it looked familiar, but. It could. I mean, maybe that's just a lot of the architecture is the same in Rome and whatnot. Yeah. But I know this was filmed in, in Rome and in, in New York. They actually did film in New York, which is kind of cool. They? All the Central Park stuff. Yeah, the, the yeah, scene that, that was sense. Central Park where uh, with the cats, which is surprising. Um, speaking of all the uh, the cat violence, did you, I wonder like does Argento have a thing against cats? Cause yeah, maybe. Have you so two evil eyes? It has yeah. the Harvey. His heart. He did the uh, the story with Harvey Keitel, uh, totally abusing and trying to kill the cat. And uh, what's the other one? There's there's one other one he did. I can't think of right now. But yeah, I, I think that's all I really have to say. I mean, I have some things I'd like to talk about in spoilers. Yeah. Um, we have mentioned that it does still kind of have a dreamlike quality. Again, yeah. not on the same level as Spear, like we've been mentioning. It does everything, but like. <laughs> The B version of yeah. Suspiria. This movie but it still is definitely um, the it's first hard scene. To live up to. Yeah, Suspiria. the first scene feels like it's gonna go down that road, and I feel yeah. like as the movie goes on, even at the end, where like it's supposed to be more dreamy, and it never gains that no. s- surreal aspect. Like we talked about how German expressionism played a big role in Suspiria. I can't mm-hmm. imagine that was being referenced no. much in this. Yeah, from the the camera angles to the, the well, one thing I was really surprised about is I didn't realize this was his next film after Suspiria. I always got the impression he just did Suspiria, then a couple films after, and then this was like in the eighties. But this was only three years after. Oh, Suspiria, only, and this does was he only have film. twenty films? I don't. I think know. it's it's or just under twenty films. Like it, I just looked this up the other day. It's it's not many. That's no. crazy. Well, I mean, since the nineties, he's done you know a couple. In the two thousands, he's done like what two or something. You know, I think there's four. Yeah, in in the two thousands, he did Hitchcock, Jalo, Mother of Tears, Dracula three D, and his Mother of Tears a two thousand yep. film. Okay, but yeah, yeah. I mean, I I, there's I one more in there too. Like he does less in the seventies than you think. He does less in the eighties yeah. than you would think. Mm. Like I think there's only four films or five oh, films crazy. in the eighties. I was just I don't know, I always I've always thought this film was a mid eighties film in my head mm. that, you know, many well, long after I didn't it, realize it's like no after Spirit he did this because it seems like it was released in eighty five. Was it? It was shelved for five yeah, years. Yeah. Oh, well, Fox, which is weird because so Fox, I guess released Suspiria here and it was a big success for them so they actually helped finance this film but then when it was ready to be released uh, I don't know if audiences weren't that into it as well it was the team changed yeah exactly the management changed and it got thrown and then it finally got released on video so that's why it didn't do well and at the time uh, critically like it was not well Uh, there was a couple champions that were really like this is is a film and then it wasn't until 
some major horror lists that came together because it yeah. wasn't it was hard to find. And now you you do see in a lot of books and lists high up. I mean, I I think watching it this time it would be in my list somewhere. Like I yeah. like we'll see we'll, we'll talk or? about it. Yeah, I think so. I mean, again, I you have to remember we're saying like oh it's not as good as Suspiria Suspiria is yeah, one of the greatest movies one, of all yeah. time obviously coming off that film it's going to get compared to and it's like yeah. how do you compete with that well, especially yeah. since it's a, a sequel a semi, yeah, a even sequel if it's a spiritual and, yeah. sequel yeah. but it's still like part of a trilogy but yeah. again like I, I agree with a lot of people now that are saying it, it's an underrated film of the 80s like yeah compared to Spirit, it's not as good compared to like a lot of the American 80s stuff I mean it's still fantastic yeah. it's still the score no it's not Goblin great it's still pretty good though like you got visually it still looks great there's definitely some set pieces that stand out again there's a lot that does work but yeah it definitely falls short comparing it to Suspiria yeah. um, one thing I did want to mention too we haven't talked about though that I loved about Suspiria is the whole like you don't the one thing you don't get in this film either is that whole cult feeling where everyone is in on it yeah. this one it feels like there's one witch it yeah, doesn't you don't true. get that feeling that everyone in that apartment is in on it you, you, you might think that the woman that yeah, there's two other people yeah. that you think are on it, but they're just there and they're they're, like after they're in on something, something else, yeah. mm-hmm. which could have been explored more, like as a fake out. Like, mm-hmm. oh, you think these people are actually part of the yeah the, the coven, but they're they're just trying to get money off out of this woman. Um, I did want to mention James Woods was apparently. Uh, one of the main guys that are going for the lead, but uh, he couldn't do it because he was uh, committed to video drone. So oh. that, that would have been interesting. Awesome. I don't know if I, I think I think you picked the right one. Yeah, yeah, I, I like the guy in this, and um, the, the other, the lead actress Rose. Um, she was pretty much hired because she could swim. She was a synchronized swimmer, and they needed someone that could do that scene underwater. That makes sense. Uh, a couple other things I want to mention: Bill Lustig. Uh, do you guys know who that is? No, William Lustig, uh, director of uh, Maniac. Okay. Uh, m- many other films, but uh, he's also the uh, owner of uh, Blue Underground. Oh, cool. That released a lot of these on DVD yeah. and still releases a lot of good stuff on Blu-ray, but he was uh, the uh, production coordinator on this film. Awesome. Uh, whereas Suspiria was uh, kind of based on Snow White, that was his main inspiration. This one uh, was inspired by Grimm's, the Grimm's fairy tale Hansel and Gretel. Instead of uh, being set in a pancake house, it was set in a demonic labyrinth, and the two, you know, the brother and sister, kind of yeah. like the brother and sister in that one. That makes sense. Um, uh, we didn't mention, but Mario Bava did pass away shortly after this was finished film. I, I don't even think he made it to the release of the film. Yeah. Uh, Nicolo, Nicolotti, or I hope I'm pronouncing that right, uh, Argento's wife at the time, uh, she was the just like she was the inspiration for Spear. She was like the main writer behind this, even though Argento got screen credit. Um, apparently she was the main one that wrote it all, but after she had to like fight to get her name up on Spirit. Which is so crazy. Yeah. Well, you know, at the time. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure, you know. But like, it's your husband. Yeah. But uh, like... But yeah, I guess she didn't want to be bothered, but she did say... Yeah, she because she had to fight so hard yeah, to get the yeah, Spirit. That's crazy. She said, I didn't want to live that again, so she said, do as you please. In any case, the story will talk for me because I wrote it, but yeah. Yeah, and I guess, like, I read a little bit more about this, and I guess Suspiria is mostly her her in terms yeah. of writing. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, it was, I mean, the basic story was, like, based on her aunt's experience in the school. And, yeah, crazy. Or her grandma. Okay, well, I don't know. Do you guys have anything else to say? Do you want to throw out our scores and jump into spoilers? I could probably do our scores. Yeah. Um, and any final thoughts if you want to add as well before we go into spoilers? So, who wants to start? I'm, I'm going to give this one 7.5. Yeah, that's mine. Okay, I'm going to go 8. 
Eight. on this one. Um, it's rare that you you are higher on it. I love me some Argento. I love yeah. Italian Italian films are my bread and butter. I mean, again, I I love the visual experience. I love those yeah. colors. I, I'm all um, I, like I'm going with seven point five uh, pumpkins and and uh, <laughs> no, I, yeah, like honestly, after I watched it, I probably would have given it a seven because I felt like it was just like so disorganized in, in places. But then I. Th- I ended up spending so a whole day thinking, thinking about, about it. this. And some of the scenes are just unbelievable, and yeah. I want to go back to them. I think from the previous time when I had seen this, when I had basically re- watched, I think, eight Argento movies mm-hmm. in, a, in a row, and it didn't register, which is probably yeah. also fair. Like, Where do you think this would... Uh, this would be higher for me. I would put Deep Red over it. I would put Crystal Plumage over it. Um, Tenebra, I don't know. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I think that's the only ones that would compete with it. Phenomena is way worse than it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Which I, I got a Cat and Nine Tails is low for me. See, Cat and Nine Tails. I liked Trauma. I know a lot of people too. didn't, but I enjoyed that one. But yeah, no, this was this is like top tier for me. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Again, like it, it's it's something like we just complained about it because I think like you know it's being compared to Suspiria, if you're going to sure. talk about everything that's good about it, it's a lot of the the same things that are good in Suspiria. I mean, it's again, and yes, it's very disjointed, but again, I can allow that for a movie like this. Cause it, again, it, it adds to that dreamlike experience to me. Again, my biggest problem is I think there's definitely some side characters, some scenes that could be cut out and a tighter film or, or just fleshed out in a, in a way yeah, that actually yeah, connects. Yeah. It almost feels like an unfinished film in some ways. A lot ways. of dead ends. Like, well, yeah. I, I feel it's, it's like a slasher film in some parts where it's like, let's just throw this character in so we can up the body count. Like, you can yeah. tell there's some characters they threw in just so they could kill them five minutes later. But they're all part of, like, the interwoven web. That's the yeah. difference with the, this. Like, they're, like, if you look at Argento's wife's character, she's supposed to be connected to the other two that the, her caretaker yeah. and the woman that's looking after the apartment building, yeah. it just felt like missed opportunity. Again, we are complaining about yeah. a very good yeah, film yeah, that yeah. you should definitely <laughs> yeah. go see. I, yeah, I don't know. Like I have, I mentioned this last week, but I have a soft spot for Cat of Nine Tails for whatever yeah, reason. I'm, yeah, I have that. Like I said, I think last episode as well. I have it pre-ordered. Uh, I, I might try to watch it. We'll see, or maybe we'll save it for. We'll do another agenda um, down the road, but uh, but yeah, I think it would be like in the it's out of the top five. It's probably just after that for me. And yeah. I, I just I love the look of this film, and I love those purples and greens because I can't think of any film that looks like that. And I just yeah. love those colors, man. It just reminds me of that. Like I don't know something about those colors reminds me of like old tales from the crypt, EC <laughs> comics. Yeah, and I think creep show. And I think all that's that why we thing. complain about it because this movie could have been great. Could have been yeah. Suspiria. Yeah. But I, I, I mean, that's every film is like when you come after a masterpiece, it's like, oh man, yeah. it was good, but it wasn't. Good. No, but it, most of those are are either like, well, lot, noticeably worse, like, no, or or like they're just not as good of a movie. This one is like, yeah. Oh, if you just yeah. had done every everything is just shy. Whether it's the score, the look, the characters, the the story, everything is just like it's a it's just shy of making that but again that's what to me it's still a great film but it's shy of being you know the 9 out of 10 that Suspiria is mm-hmm. um, but and I do really like the ending which we'll talk about in spoilers now I think is unless you guys have anything yeah, else spoilers 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 okay uh, spoilers um, spoilers so I, I guess we already talked about I wrote down the different ways that 
the desk, but we already covered them. Uh, they're, they're pretty generic. But I did want to talk about a couple things. Uh, one, I was hoping maybe you guys can answer this for me. I, I might have missed it again. It was really late and I was tired at the point. So Dr. Varelli is who wrote the Three Mothers book that opens the film and yep. is throughout the film. Yep. Now that's the character. He's also the architect of the three buildings. Yeah. Um, the lead character, the brother, finds this guy and he attacks him. So you find out he's working for the witches. But isn't the book like giving away the secret? Like isn't yeah. it's almost like he wrote this book that's isn't it like trying to stop them and then he's actually working with them? I was kinda confused. They have a hold that. over him is what he yeah. says. It's a stupid plot point. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a mistake. It's another mistake in the in the movie. But yes, he says something like after he stabs the guy and then the guy saves him mm-hmm. from dying. Yeah. He says something like, they have a hold over me or I'm their slave. I'm their slave, I think is hmm. what he says. So okay. there's something there. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I miss that. Um... If the other plot points were put together better, I might forgive this one. <laughs> but it's a laundry it was another list. one like... I did like it though, the voice and everything talking to the... Yeah. Oh, that scene cool. is That's super cool. cool. Right? Yeah. yeah, it's amazing. They show the speakers. Yeah. It's, 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 it's an... An excellent scene. Now, the finale, again, is right out of <laughs> yeah. Suspiria. Less is Suspiri. He goes, he finds this room, and you find you who the witch is. In Suspiria, um, you get... I, I don't know if I mentioned the episode. Maybe I didn't, but I, I thought that it came on the mirror. But the mirror is actually in this film. And in, in Suspiria, the body pops through the door. She's watching the, the door, and the pops her. And this one, he's watching the mirror, and you see her in the mirror, but then she comes out. And it's like death in a cloak, which I, I thought yeah. that was kind of a cool effect. Yeah, yeah, I, I really like. And it, again, it looks silly, but I really enjoy the look of that like cloaked skeleton. Yeah. It just feels like a cool '70s amicus type yeah. moment. I mean, maybe it doesn't fit the style of the film, but I, I it really enjoyed it. Dope. it. It kind of, for me, adds to the like. Well, you got it. Like it, it it's not quite the right tone for mm-hmm. this. Mm-hmm. But it's a cool scene. I almost view this as just like an anthology of cool scenes in a, yeah, in a that running. That makes sense, you know. yeah. Um, and some of the anthology, which makes sense. Maybe this is why you had all these directors. You know what yeah. I mean? It's like you got these, you got three great directors, well, two great directors yeah. and a good director, and then a cinematographer that were all shooting, and maybe everyone was just kind of doing their own thing, yeah. and they combined it. I don't know. Um, I'm really curious. It does curious. feel like that because you talk about the colors and the colors are amazing in yeah. some sections of the movies, mm-hmm. movie and completely abandoned in others. Yeah. Well, it's mostly in the... Once they get to... In New York, a lot of the colors are there, right? But in Rome, they're not really... Yeah. But Rome, even kinda... in New York, sometimes in the apartment or whatever, yeah. the, there's no hint of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But either way, it, it does end with the fire and it's just right out of Suspiria right and out of kills Suspiria. the witch and escapes. And, and again, doesn't have the... The absolute amazing smirk. To, <laughs> no. But yeah, I, there's not, again, these films are not really much to spoil, but I did want to mention yeah. that because I do find, again, it's. It, talking about this makes me love Suspiria really, even more. Yeah, yeah. right? Talking about it and watching the, the new Blu ray transfer. You want to watch it again, oh right? Oh my God. But you do get at the end of this that awesome Suspiria. <laughs> yeah. do, 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 do. Man, that's a fucking catchy yeah, tune. Yeah, it is. I wish that just played like throughout the movie. <laughs> Anytime like anything happened, just play that. Um, but yeah, that's all I got for spoilers. I just want to talk about the ending because I, I do think it's fun. I mean, yeah. 
I really enjoyed that voice box, man. I thought that was yeah, that's super dope. cool. Uh, yeah, so that is it for spoilers. This has been our Inferno episode. Anything you guys want to add before we get out of here? Recycle, reduce, reuse, stay safe. Just close that loop, baby. Close that loop. <laughs> uh, we'd love to hear your thoughts on Inferno. Uh, how do you feel it compares to Suspiria? How do you feel it is compared to the rest of his catalog? How does it, to how does it compare Brown to Inferno. horror films? In yeah. yeah. Who t- likes Dan Brown's Inferno more than yeah. this Inferno? That's what who we need mm. to know. Yeah. Asking the tough questions. I definitely take the Leeds mustache in this over Tom <laughs> Hanks' mullet and those films. That's but um, yeah, let us know your thoughts. Uh, you can get a hold of us through email at moviecitymaniacs at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at moviecitymaniac. And uh, Facebook, just search Movie City Maniacs. We got a like page and a group page to uh, join the discussion. And check me out on Facebook and MySpace, Are mainly you- Friendster. I'll be on all three. Are you like Joey B. Cool 69 or like... I'm doing an Ask Me Anything on yeah. MySpace. You can ask me all of your dirty secrets. <laughs> dirty questions. How far do you go in the first place? No, no, I want to know their dirty secrets, oh. not mine. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay, thanks for listening, guys. We'll be back with the third and final part of the Three Mothers trilogy. Um, Mother we'll see how it goes. I mean, it took him, what, 30 years to film that movie? We'll wait and do the third part I'm in I'm actually really excited about watching years. this movie, so I might be let down. <laughs> So we'll see. Stay scared. Bye. Inferno Starring Ernest Borgnine (laughs) Sally Field I wish I had Ernest Borgnine impression (laughs) He's gonna take a number two Man he's leaving